Well, here we are. This is day one of the Marathon des Saab, and we're speaking to you. Well, but day, day one, but episode two. How confusing. Day... Oh, yeah, that's, it is confusing. And how confusing that you're talking when you're actually in the desert. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, it's a good landline we're using. <laughs> yeah, we're beaming this. Dave, you should have started not... the race. What are you doing? Get off the phone. <laughs> I've got miles behind. <laughs> it's just a bad dream. Where are my shorts? <laughs> <laughs> if you've not listened to the uh, the first episode, the first episode was the um, we'll basically talk about uh, the preparation for the race in the, a couple of days before, um, which uh, is quite important because um, how you prepare for it and how you get ready on those first couple of days will have an impact on day number one, which we're on now. Indeed. So I think if it's the same as previous years, the first day is a kind of 20, 22 mile run. Yep. Yep. And so this is, this is really where it all, it all gets real. So, um, this is your opportunity. Everyone will start together. You'll all start, um, you'll get up at five in the morning or something. As soon as the sun comes up. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, do you think I should start getting up at five now? To get um, used to well, no, I don't think it's going to make any difference. But you will get up at five. Well, the thing is, you, most evenings you'll go to sleep when the sun goes down and you'll wake up when the sun comes up. Oh, so, okay. So, so I'll get to sleep earlier. You're anyway. going, yeah, exactly. You'll get into a natural rhythm of things. And so yeah. this is when you realise that you know, there are, there's no such thing as a lion. Because yeah. those Berbers who take the tents down, they will take them down around you, regardless of what state you're in. Oh, is that right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you'll be lying there and it'll be cu- the tent will be coming down around you. So you start to, you start to get ready at five o'clock. So do they take the tents down in a certain order? Because it, it might then make sense to be in a certain position because you then get longer. Uh, well, I think we were in tent 90, yeah. which was right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle of it, and so um, it did actually. Yeah, you're right. That probably does make a, they, does make sense because they do start. They seem to start from one side and work their way around. So if you get in the middle, you're going to have the average. You can have a little the average bit, amount the whole time. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit longer. So that's a, that's a that's a good tip, good thinking there. So yeah, yeah. so you get you get ready, and then you'll you'll have like your breakfast and stuff, um, and um, and that's when everyone you know it. You'll find out what sort of day it is when the when the sun comes up and the uh, and you, get, you sort of all start to gather around. And, and the... do you think people have slept well that first night, or are people bricking it? I imagine it, it depends how many time how, many, how long you've been desert already. Most yeah. people will have had you know, just a typical night before a marathon. Nervous, nervous. Probably slept all right, but still, you know, you'll still be sleeping on the floor essentially. Yeah. It's not going to be the, the good thing is that at night the te- the temperature is quite a nice temperature. It's not too cold. It's not like boiling hot. So yeah. it's a it's a nice temperature for sleeping in generally. And so you you know you should be okay. The you know, everything will start when they you start gathering around the the start line, and that's when you'll have the sort of briefing with from uh, from Patrick and the um, other the other race organisers, and there'll be a, someone else speaking English as well. Mm. And that's when everyone sort of comes together for the first time, and the you know you see the bivouac being taken down around you as you start on the first day, and they always start by firing a flare. And so the stage, so you could, so stage one is mm. is like your first induction, the first thing that you know you sense you get of running in the desert and running in these conditions. And if you're lucky, stage one won't be the June day because that okay. is literally the worst day you could possibly have <laughs> when you start. Because so, your your pack is at its heaviest, 
you, you, I mean, like you literally cannot be getting. The good thing is that your pack gets lighter as the week, as the days go on, so you're getting an advantage. Um, so, is there a Tuesday typically, or does it, it? Did it just happen to be a Tuesday when you were there? No, there, there will a... be there will be a June day in yeah. the first uh, first three stages. Okay. So you will have that. You will get a day where you are going over probably about thirteen, fourteen k of Junes, which is nightmarish. Um, yeah. it's, it's nightmarish if you've got a full pack. So when I did it, it was June day first day, <laughs> um, and I think I think they cycle it. So I think it should be due it again. I don't know. It it depends on it, but yeah, if you get that on your first day, that's a that's a tough one if you're if you're carrying quite quite a lot. And what's the start like? Because I've I've seen the videos and. I'm obviously quite conscious of time. I, I want to, I want to be doing well. So, but I don't want to be the dick that is pushing forward to the front. So, is it easy to? to, to, to are people jostling? No, there's close to... n- um, n- not really, not really. No, I didn't see uh, a lot of that. There's people sort of standing and milling around. It's you know, it's, there's not a lot of people there. Remember, um, so it's it's actually a sort of. Sp- emptier than you imagine it you're just it's just you you're just a group of you really in the middle of a desert but the start does look like you could potentially lose a minute off the start line if you're at the back you're not you are you are not going to suffer from that okay. not at all you're not going to suffer from that you'll easily be able to get far enough uh, close enough to the start to and uh, and do people start out as with any other race they're excited about at insane speeds or i i don't know i i don't know i, I it's very difficult to tell um because mm-hmm. I mean, you know you're so wrapped up in yourself um at that that it's very difficult to see how quickly but every you know as it was with anyways people set off at a decent pace you know you've got you've got the people who are racing this are so experienced you know Mm -hmm. like um like the ansells and um you know the the other guys and so they'll go off at at what seems like a ridiculous pace to anyone anyway regardless Mm -hmm. of the uh of the, the the conditions and so there is the, the pace is set right from the start. And so d- during that first day, I mean, part of me is thinking it should just be like a, a Sunday long run. It's, you know, it's purposeful. It feels like it's quite strenuous, but ideally I finish it and I feel fine. You sh- yeah, feel like you shouldn't a- feel, I mean, that's, you know, you shouldn't feel like you've properly strained through that. That's If you finish that first day and you are, struggling then you might have you might have gone it a little bit too hard the the the, the when i oh god when i did it I and mean, it was those those dunes i didn't those dunes i made that mistake of the first like six miles in or something yeah we were running and it was lovely and flat um for for a long time it's quite hard ground as well so there was no you know sand um and i was thinking oh actually this is all right this isn't you know this isn't a, <laughs> this, i can i can handle it. i could do this all all week long and then you hit the dunes and just yeah, you're you're in a good position. You're you you hardly weigh anything. You've got um, very little you're carrying. You should be able to trip over those dunes, no no problem whatsoever. I mean, they might not even be on the first day. So, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, and it, it all just it all depends on what the train's like because the train is so varied. But yeah, stage one, you should there should be a clear idea of the other people um, competing in the race. It's when the reality of it sets in. Um, and um, and how many of because I can imagine for some people that. I have heard of different different levels of preparation, should we say. Are there some people on that first day, they get halfway through and just think, oh, dear God, this oh, is... Yeah, the dropout. The dropouts on the first three, four days, uh, they're not massive, 
but they're yeah. they're high. They're high, you know, compared with you know, there'll be there'll be twenty, thirty people dropping out um probably each day for the for like the next few days. And do, do you think that's because they need to drop out then or because they just think if I'm like this already in six days' time, I'm not gonna make it. Yeah, the weirdly there it's all <laughs> Comments were made um, a while back about the state of the British competitors. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> about the, some of them, you know, trying to wing it a little bit. Um, yeah. Whereas, it, you know, this was a very, this is a very serious race. It's all, it was a serious race before the British came because yeah. you know it was because of the conditions, and so you know a lot of the French and a lot of the Germans and all the Spanish were there. They're all, you know. They, they this sort of stuff they take very very seriously. Whereas the British, yeah. we're we're not. We you know, we're a bit more. We we'll we'll give it a bash type thing. Well, it's, it's all for charity, isn't it? Yeah, so. exactly. So so there is that element of you know there are a lot of British people there who are sort of winging it that they that you know they they haven't trained as much as they possibly have. They haven't prepared as much as they have. You know, and you and you see those people and you think, oh, I, I don't know how to do it. And they a lot of them get through it. A lot of them, it's not a problem for. But then there's yeah. some that you know it became it becomes clear very very quickly that this they they're going to just do themselves damage if they carry on. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, there there are some people you hear about who do have slight niggles or or, or injury worries. And I, I mean, can imagine. I think we you know, like I said in the previous previous podcast when we talked about the MDS, two main reasons people are dropping out is down to their um, stomach problems and down to their feet. Um, feet shouldn't yeah. really be getting people... I mean, if, if on the, after the first stage you've got a problem with your feet, you are seriously in trouble. I yeah. mean, you are seriously... You shouldn't have a problem with your feet after the first stage, after a 20-mile 20, 20 race. But, you know, it, it, you've, you've obviously a lack of preparation in terms of your, your footwear. Um, but digestive problems... There's not much you can do about that, and you know. But you, it's not just about what you eat. It's also how does your body react to being in a different environment. There's always, there's always other other issues that you can pick up. You know, being on a plane, um, and so that's the that's the that's the thing that starts you know sort of knocking people out. I don't I don't imagine that many people are, are dropping out because they just think, oh, not, I'm not trying to do it. You see, because um, that's why having said that, um, you you saying that. The trainers I've opted for, I've only run 10 miles in ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I might be being a bit brazen. Uh, perfect. I'd say, I'd say that was perfect. That was brilliant. <laughs> but the, I mean, I, everyone always says, you know, <laughs> test your shoes, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't do it in new kit. But I, I've just never had a problem with trainers ever before. No. Well, well the, you know, I, how many people who are running this will have trained in actual conditions that are similar to this, no, hardly anyone. They're not going to yeah. run um, on an environment where you have a mix of sand and rock and dusty plains and you know dried mud, um, where the temperature on the f- ground is much much warmer. Um, so it, it does different things to your feet. You, there, there's so many conditions that are going to change that you know. Even if you did prepare for, there's a lot of things that happen that people just can't prepare for because they've not been in those situations. Short of coming out there a few well, weeks before. That's one thing Tom was saying. He, he was saying that the soles of his shoes were starting to melt. Yeah. And that if you... And that, that actually made me... It cemented my decision of which trainers to go with because he was saying that some of the, the lighter, more kind of road-based shoes, that the soles just weren't thick enough or, or strong enough. And I can't think of anything worse than running on something and seeing... 
your shoes actually melting off because there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's completely out of your control. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of things. Just giving up. This is the thing. If you haven't done, like, multi-day races before and yeah. um, you, you realise with multi-day races it isn't always about the distance. It's about the ability to adapt when things go wrong. And that's yeah. you know, that's the thing that I think yeah you know, I personally like about multi day races the fact that you know when do things go wrong you adapt stuff and you move stuff around and you know you you, you think of different ways to do stuff and so that ability to adapt when um, stuff isn't going right I mean I like I told you before I, I I took my own foot care kit so yeah if if stuff started to change I could make you know change I could put band on things or I could you know lance my own blisters and, and and stuff like that so you you always have that ability if if you're immovable if you're you know you're going to that thing going right something's gone wrong i now don't know what to do yeah then you're going to really struggle but most people aren't most people most people will be ready for it if you if you drop out there for a few days there's there's a pretty good reason why you why you're dropping yeah. out um, and and in terms of because i'm you know my plan is at the end of the whole mds if i'm not top 20 i'll, I'll be disappointed and then anything above that is a bonus. I, I think potentially tenth is is maybe the best I could I could aim for. Yeah. First day, I, I part of me feels I should just run to the heat. Yep. To how hot I feel. Yep. Um, but then I was in the I was in the uh, St Mary's acclimation chamber two days ago, and we got there a bit late, so we had ten minutes less. So for the last ten minutes, um, I smashed it out. You know, just. We, they were putting into quite slow treadmill uh, tread yeah treadmill times and i just ramped it up massively and actually it was fine and so part of me thinks well maybe my judgment of the heat doesn't reflect what i can actually do yeah so should i be first day with those aims of finishing positions in mind should i be aiming to come top 20 or whatever it is i want eventually or actually will i find that um after the double day, everyone just drops off. A lot of people drop off after, after the double day. The key thing you have to remember about yeah. how hard you hit it is that if you end up on a drip, you've got a two-hour penalty. Yeah. So, and, and that was something that a lot of people didn't realise that, um, that was going to affect them. We had t- two people, 10 to 8, we had two people in our tent who ended up on drips. One of them, a very, very quick runner, probably the second fastest in the... Um, you know, sort of top top forty, top thirty. Um, yeah. Ended up on a drip and then you know dropped right down the the, the placings. Um, and the other one, did, one he, of the did he opt for the the drip? Or... Didn't have a choice. He didn't have a it choice. Was in a, just... It was in a state where he, uh, he had to go on the drip. And um, how do you how do you stop yourself from from going too far? What what, what are the signs? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> probably, so this... probably fainting. And it, 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 they they make that decision. That, you know, it's um, knowing it's knowing when it, it's really difficult because you have to just be really. You have to know your body so well, and a lot of people just have not been in the situation before, and that's it. It's just, I think, with a lot of it, it's just blind luck. If you've not run it before, it's blind luck as to whether you get it right in terms of the amount of water you take on, the amount of electrolytes you take on, um, the amount that you uh, hydrate yourself, and then how how hard you push it each time. Um, and and that's the thing. I know my body incredibly well, but I do not have a clue what it's going to be like running in a desert in forty degree heat no, exactly. with nine kilograms on my back. Well, no, exactly, exactly. So that's it. So you, I, I, I would suggest that you know take 
taking it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you should listen to me. I'd always consider taking it with a, a certain amount of, um, especially on the first day, a certain amount of cautiousness. Yeah. No, say just a certain amount of cautiousness, just because you just don't know how your body. Th- your body will adapt. That's the thing. Your body. I mean, this is the thing where we go on to later days. Your body will adapt. It's just pushing it too hard on that first day. I don't know. It, the first day, I don't think you, you there's, there's a danger of pushing it too hard on that first day. I think it comes later on the race. Um, that seemed to be when people w- were going on the drips and stuff because there had been some sort of accumulative element of, of dehydration yeah. um, and you know fatigue and everything else like that. So, so it wasn't in that first day. So I don't, you know, if you if you go out hard and you feel okay doing that, then that is probably something that you do want to do because you, you, know, you need to keep that place because it, it'll get to a point that in the next few days that the, the faster runners will start three hours later, so it means that you get extra, extra sleep. Okay, yeah. Or a few hours later, I don't know exactly how many. Because part of me is, because I'm not, I'm not an amazing sprinter, but at the end of a race, I've got a good kick for someone who's a long-distance runner. So part of me is tempted to, on the first day, I know who the likely other Brit is going for first Brit. It's just to run with him and burn him off in the last 20 yards. Yeah. So I've got a two-second lead, and then I know all I have to do is run next to him for the rest of the race, and I've won. That's it. <laughs> did you watch when um, James Cracknell did the, uh, the MDS? Have you seen that? I did, a, l- a long time ago. Though. Yeah, and th- that's what, that's what the, the guy who was trying to beat him did, just basically followed him, and he, you know, he couldn't in the end keep up with cracknell but that's that's effectively yeah. what he did that's it that was his strategy just shadow him because you yeah you know, i suppose it, you, it allows you to conserve what energy you need because you know you're going to need that later so you're just going at their pace good idea yeah i like that yeah so uh, well, we wrap it up for anything else you'd want to say for, for day one so people won't have got the messages yet will they no um well they'll i think you know they, they'll start opening up but um i don't remember getting the messages until the next couple of days it's a huge amount of administration for them and so in this stage they're you know the uh, the organizers are very much about getting people in first night um this is when okay. after you know this is when everything becomes real and all of a sudden all that bartering and, and moving stuff around. People are starting to get rid of kit that they don't need, getting rid of food that they realise is just, you know, the weight of stuff all of a yeah. sudden makes people start changing what's in their bags um, okay. and, and change their strategies. And, you know, they're realising certain kit doesn't work. Things. So, so there's a lot of change going on on that first night. Um, so basically on the first night, I can eat like a king. You, you absolutely, you have to fill up on the first night because people yeah. are going to be giving away loads of food. Make sure yeah. um, you're in a, a, a tent with a couple of chunks. That's what you need. <laughs> you want someone like me in your tent who's giving away a load of like um, brownies and uh, flapjacks and all sorts of stuff. So basically, I wanna, when I get on the plane, because my, my tent mates at the moment, they're, they're all really great guys, but they're all fairly sporty. Um, I, I, I'm not saying they're all going to be you know, top hundred, but they're all going to be they're respectable athletes. So, so I essentially need to when I get out at Heathrow, at Gatwick, I need to just find the fattest guy. No, no, not fat. You need to find the party guy. You need the, the party, party guy. guy the the party, party guy. I know the, yeah. there's a guy called Ted who's definitely the party guy. That's who you need. Um, he'll, to, he'll be, to the extent he'll be, that it'll be, be great for the tent. And he'll be great yeah. for, for the food situation as well. well. Well, he'll probably be doing it in a G-string. He's that kind of party guy. Oh, that is party. So, yeah, that is party. And uh, it could be that, you know, he turns to crackling as well. So you can, 
could just shear a little bit off in the night if you needed to. So, uh, <laughs> but um, and is that so? So, if people are wanting to to send messages, given that so there's going to be okay. a, a one so, day lag. You think? So, um, so yeah. So the, the, when you send it, I mean, they were all over the place when I got them. I, I, I didn't get loads and stuff like that. It's yeah. they don't guarantee they go through. They you know, essentially they're printing stuff out in the middle of a desert, which is pretty amazing itself. So um, what you would have to do is, if you are listening to this, you'd go to www.darbaroud.com and on there they'll, you'll find a button somewhere which will allow you to um, click on it and uh, find the competitor. Um, you'll enter the competitor's uh, number and you'll be able to post a message to them, and uh, anyone could do that. And what they'll do is they, uh, at some point, they'll go print them out, and they'll deliver them um, later on after each of the race um, finishes is closed. So, you, yeah, if, when you're messaging, the great thing is you can do anonymous messages. You get to decide who they see as the person sending it. So last year... Um, I, I kept on sending silly messages to my friends. So Tom got one from himself in the future. Um, Misha got one from his wife about things he'd left in the fridge and how she was really angry. Ali got one from um, a girl he'd supposedly met in a nightclub who tracked him down and he's he's now a dad. And uh, you can really have a lot of fun with it. So do things like that because it will that will be that they won't know and they won't be able to solve that problem i'd say you know minutes. you're going to be get getting a huge amount of filipino based <laughs> <laughs> uh, messages yeah. through you know yeah, that's that's the thing so yeah i think so, dante dante's going to be sending dante, me dante, personal I, messages yeah. every day yeah I, I imagine you might even turn up <laughs> he'll probably he'll be the guy sprinting sprinting me down in the last last few yards um but if it get, bearing in mind that it's going to take people a couple of days then uh yeah just just try and make sure your messages are still going to be relevant to third day fourth day fifth day um because they might not get through straight away great well should we uh we shall wrap up episode two day one still got a whole six days to go blimey wow you're gonna you're gonna be regretting it, but you've got what twenty twenty two miles down so far. Not, not long to go. Down. Yeah, absolutely. A All sixth right. of the way. Well, we'll see you next time, guys, and and get on the Facebook group and give us your comments, uh, give us your experience, and we'll wrap it all up at the end. So it'll be really useful. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.